You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. All right, all right, everyone. Class is now in session. Take your seats. I hope you all had enough time to do the assigned reading over the weekend. For today's lesson, we are going to be discussing the Netflix original series, The Chair, what it means, who's in it, and if it's any good. Welcome to class. I am your teacher, Professor Davey, and with me are my lovely TAs, Mark. Good afternoon, class. And Jordan. I'm just here mainly for the credit. <laughs> Good, because God knows we're not paying you. So, <sighs> as mentioned, we are discussing The Chair, a recently released Netflix original series created by Amanda Peet and Annie Julia Wyman. It is six episodes, which pop in at about 30 minutes apiece, and it stars Sandra O. Oh as Dr. Ji-Yoon Kim, the new chair of the English department at Pembroke University, the first woman of color chair this department has ever had. Rounding out the cast is the second most notable of the Duplass brothers, Jay Duplass, as Dr. Bill Dobson, a grieving widower and general mess of a human being. We have Bob Balaban as Dr. Elliot Rents. A person who acts exactly like every white dude who looks like Bob Balaban. We also have David Morse as Dean Paul Larson, the dean of the school, so to speak. Not so to speak, that's just what it is. And finally, we have Holland Taylor as Dr. Joan Hambling, a elderly professor in the English department who is still constantly treated like shit. So, what did we think of this academic comedy drama thing it's hard to tell you how i feel about it so i'm going to go for the ambitiously mediocre on one <laughs> hand it is trying to describe upper level ivy league academia intrigue you know between professors and, and i was in the poetry department when i was going to college and i can verify that a large part of the behavior of the professors and and their assistance is very, very real, including their weird isolationist and bizarre behavior because they usually are tenured and insulated from the real world. And that's what you're seeing a lot with the older professors. On the other hand, there's a lot of weird inconsistencies that really don't, that kind of break it up. And it ultimately just comes out to me to be a really well-educated soap opera. Uh, see, what I found it to be was a 
a pretty interesting character study. I mean, uh, th- this does seem like to be just a one and done sort of mini series. I'm not sure how much right. you could do for a second season. So I think taking that in isolation, it is quite good. I really like the performances here, especially Sandra O, oh, Jay Duplass, and Holland Taylor. And that's not just my lesbianism speaking up. Uh, it really does. This show really does get funny at points, but it is more serious than it is funny because, man, does this really get into just some damning things of just being a broken mess of a human. Yeah, uh, you're yeah. talking. You're talking about Duplass's uh, performance. Well, mostly him. Yes, I mean. Yeah. It, it there is some also on Sandra O oh as Dr. Kim, uh, because she has her own big problems uh, as an adoptive mother, and you know, someone living at home with a parent. It just. But yeah, mostly Jay Duplass, who I do really like here. I mean, he he is very likable. He is enjoyable, but also heartbreaking in a lot of ways because it's just like I do want to see him get his shit together, but he's constantly tripping over himself. Yeah, I'm kind of in between you two when it comes to the overall feel, but I will parrot what Jordan is saying and say that I would argue that the performances are by far the best thing about this show because they bring so much extra depth to the characters. Because like you were mentioning, Jay Duplass's character is kind of a sad sack piece of shit. Um, but in the in the best way. And he brings so much humanity and genuineness to that role to make it something probably a little a little better than what was on the page. Um, I at certain times I found the show very funny. At certain times I found it to be very sweet and heartwarming. Sometimes I found it to be pretty bleak. And sometimes I found it to be way too, way too angry at college students, but in a way that I, I get it. Um, the, my big problem is the entire time is as the show goes along and it tries to talk about this kind of intersection between, high-level academia and the the real world that exists outside of it, I it gets harder and harder to think of something to say other than, hey, this is dear white people, but if but in a world <laughs> yeah. where that won't upset your parents. That's exactly it. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. of it like that, but now that you bring it up, I mean... It's... I, I mean, it's a confusing message they're sending. Yeah, yeah, kind of is. I mean, it, it it does at points come off like, okay, Grandpa, with how it's trying to talk about, you know, the current the youth's culture or you know, cancel culture, whatever bullshit they want to call it this week. And mm-hmm. uh, it does, you know, it comes off as very try hard, but. Uh, <laughs> It knows when to it it knows when to just stop, of uh going on a full, fucking Twitter rant about it. 
But, yeah, it, it does say some things. It's like, okay, 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 just chill out. Well, it's trying to do a lot of things in half hour, six half-hour increments. And some things it does very well. It talks about racial confusion in terms of, like, uh, the little girl, uh, her daughter, Juju, who is uh, wonderfully played by, I have it here somewhere, uh, Everly Corganilla, is that how you'd pronounce it? I'm not really sure. Uh, Amelia Corganilla, but uh, who's by the way my favorite performance of the whole thing is this this Hispanic girl, Mexican girl actually, who's been adopted by a Korean family, and she's in kind of a grief for parents she's never had, and she's very confused, and she's very angry, and she's very intelligent. And she's acting out on a level that most parents can't imagine. And I like that. I like the performance. I like the fact that they were talking about the strange unfairness of the collegiate atmosphere, the environment. At the same time, I couldn't decide whether they were for the students and their ability to be dynamic and socially active and, and, and they advocate for themselves or against the students because they take things out of context. Like everybody takes things out of context. And by the way, the thing they take out of context could have easily been explained if he had just said it. Yeah, that that's another interesting thing. So we, it's not really a spoiler. One of the big plot threads of the episode or of the the show is that J. Dublas's character he's clearly at least a little drunk giving uh. a lecture, <laughs> and he mentions the Nazis and he does a little he does the Hitler salute as a part of. Making a point. Yeah. And someone and gifts it, takes it out of context. Absurdism and, and fascism. My... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the interesting thing here is that why wouldn't you do... Why wouldn't you just have them actually say something? Because every single professor that I had in college just off offhand said says so much more insane shit than that. I had a I had a teacher oh, yeah. look me in the eye when I said, well, sh- shouldn't a movie review, like, shouldn't we tell people if the movie is good? It's like an implied contract. He looked me in the eye and said slavery was also an implied contract. What the fuck? There is a lot of room here. There is a lot of room to have fun with people being insane. I almost want to circle back to that, but I don't want to. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll go right but yeah, <laughs> that is a bit. That that is another problem. I I, I was going to bring. Up. I'm glad you did. It's like you can just say I did it as an example, or just like there's so many other things to fire the guy for too. I mean, oh, well, yeah, like oh, uh, <laughs> that, know, that he can't you know, defend himself getting, about getting a ride from a fucking student, getting a ride from a student, showing up clearly drunk, or uh. Just, oh, I know it was an accident, but I don't think professors should quite show video of their topless pregnant wife. Uh, Whoopsie doodle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. And he doesn't move to correct it. He, he kind of watches it because one of the other <laughs> things is that he lost his wife a year ago. and he he's, His he's, daughter just went to college. Right, and he, so he's got chemical dependence issues, he's got grief issues, he's got empty nest issues. 
He's got reasons to be an effing mess, but honestly, he has no business lecturing students. He doesn't even remember the name of his courses. He has to have his assistants tell him that. That's the stuff you should fire him on. The Hitler salute is actually a decent part of the lesson. I mean, I mean you realize why this guy is a decent teacher if he can only get his shit together. In fact, that should be the real name of the series. You know, can the professor get his shit together? Uh, I will say one of my favorite parts is Hall and Taylor as like the uh, most elderly. I uh, I think of uh, well, there, there's that other professor who apparently can't remember where the hell he is or what pills he's supposed to take. But Hall and Taylor is just so good. She is. Oh, such she's a, the best part. I mean, her and the girl, little girl. Yeah, she, go on. She, she she is just a delight in this. Uh, show that uh, I re- like one of my favorite things was her budding friendship with Bob Stevenson as the IT guy. Yeah, that was when, awesome. When it she was actually so starts, precious. Yeah, when she actually starts worrying about her own about like what her students are saying about her, and you know she sees this one particular review that is massively shit talking her online. And it's like I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna find that motherfucker. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him peace of my mind. And also, By the way, you want to talk about opening yourself up for a lawsuit? I yeah. <laughs> and also, <laughs> I am so sick of having my office under a fucking gym. God damn it. So well, yeah. you know what? I, I she was cheated and and discriminated against as a woman when she was young, and now she's literally being discriminated against because she's an old woman. Yeah, ex- yeah. And, I and she's been I, on the shit under the stick forever. It's ahead, it's sorry. a it, it's a vicious circle. It, it's it's just nonstop. Yeah, and Indeed. so like we're we're clearly bouncing around between a lot of the different the different stories that the show tackles. We haven't really talked about Sandra O's character a whole bunch, but that's because that's kind of how the show works. You will have things like, oh, the elderly professor has her office under the gym, and this is so silly, and she's going to try and find the kid who left the bad review, and then the very next scene is, can an old white professor see a young, successful black professor as his equal, or will he be forever stuck in his ways? Like, what the fuck is going on? I I do want to say, yeah, Sandra Oh is really good. I like her character arc, because she's trying to prove herself as this first, you know, one-of-a-kind head of this department, but also, you know, she's got... Her life's a bit of a mess in of itself because she's got this curious daughter who wants to know about her true parentage uh her father is living with them and another great performance by the way uh, yeah yeah i I, I love the father but uh and also she she's trying to give as much of an inch to jay duplass's character as she can but there's only so much she can do and I, i I like that heartbreak in her, like, when she gets to have her, like, big monologue moments. I honestly really loved it, and she actually does get quite a few laughs out of me. This is one of my favorite performances by her in a while, and I'm including Killing Eve, which she is fantastic on. Unfortunately, that's the part where I had the hardest problem. I I didn't enjoy your performance, although you're great, Jordan, sorry. Uh, I found it disaffected for most of it. Yes, when we finally get to that crescendo moment in the last two episodes, 
uh, she begins to shine. They have so many things going on that she doesn't, to be fair to her, have a chance to shine. They got to get moving on other things. And so that was one of my weaknesses uh, with it. But uh, yeah, in the end, I really did like her. I did like what she was doing. Yeah, but it, it can, and I understand that like it it can be hard to latch onto some of these characters because again, it all moves so fast. And I didn't realize that this was a miniseries. I thought this was just season one because is it the way just it a ends, miniseries? Kind of, well, uh, Jordan Jordan uh, says so, and I trust her more than I trust myself. Well, 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 that's what well, that's what it seems to be implied. I don't know. I, I'm just again. I just I think there's going to be another season. I just assumed because, like I said, I I just said it felt like more of a miniseries rather than uh, something that could be an ongoing. Because uh, you know where we reach the ending, I'm not too sure where you could continue. I mean, I felt like the season. Fin- oh, I, I saw. Like the, yeah. I felt like the finale was a good enough wrap up and such. But also, you know, Netflix also said it would come out. You know, a week later than it did. So, yeah, someone, someone was weird. at Netflix yeah. HQ just doesn't give a shit about the show and just accidentally launched it early or something. But I will say, I definitely felt like this was very clearly setting up season two. And I will say, if there is a season two being thrown about, I would like to see it. I did. No, I did too. Is, yeah, because this is short and it's a low commitment, but also I would it's like enjoyable. To see where these characters go next. Because, yeah, it's it's enjoyable. There's no part of this where I go, oh, this is not fun to watch. It's it's quick. It's surprisingly quick and easy to get through. And even when it stumbles or has its head up its own ass a little bit, I overall found it to be, you know worth my time for whatever sort of compliment that can be. Uh, Jordan, do you want to take it from here and start barreling into those final thoughts of yours? I don't mind. Uh, I I was going to say the penultimate episode I thought was the strongest for me uh, because that that's where I felt like the show was its strongest with the characters and the writing and all the arcs coming together. Uh, I will say, yeah, this show is more, it's better at the dramatic than it is the comedic, but although when it does the comedic, it can still do it quite well. And I found myself rather entertained. Uh, Like I said, I'm not sure how much you could expand on in a second season, so, but if I'm wrong, then I'll be happy to be proven wrong. Uh, great performances all around. Uh, pretty good writing, uh, but the acting is what really carries this. I and it was an easy watch to get through in a whole afternoon. So I do recommend this. I'll give it seven and a half college textbook refunds out of ten. There you go. Yeah, Mark. Okay, um, well, again, I, I enjoyed it, but just because I enjoyed it doesn't mean that it's a very good show. Uh, I liked it only slightly lesser than, than Jordan did, uh, 
I thought it was confused in its message or what it, I, I wasn't sure what it was going for. What, is it trying to be a telenovela? Is it trying to be a critique of the, of the university system and its racial policies? Um, could it be all of that? I don't think it carried it off. Uh, but uh, I mean, is it a commentary on students' rights to speak their mind or is it a, you know, criticism of, of cancel culture? I got both directions on that. But maybe the amb- ambiguity of it is part of its charm. Uh, not to me, though. Uh, great performances. Uh, I really liked uh, Holland Taylor, she, you know, and I also liked Everly Corganelia. I'm sorry if, I, if I'm messing up her name. Corganelia. Uh, they were excellent. And I also liked uh, Jay Duplass. I don't see a lot from him as an actor, and this was really enjoyable. Um, and his character of... Um, Bill Dobson was compl- he was my favorite character though uh, because he's so complex and he's so he's they're all wounded people but he is so wounded and he realized why he's having a hard time he's getting it from all directions and to watch him connect with this little girl is amazing and that's the best part of the whole thing for me because it makes sense why she would float to him and he would float to her and yeah, you know, so I, I guess I'm gonna I'll, I'll I can go on and on because there's a lot of questions I had about this, but I will give it six out of ten uh, medications that an infant might grab off the floor. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm generally in the same ballpark as y'all. This is if this is season one, this is an interesting start. If this is by it, if this is just it, I don't know if I can totally recommend it because I wasn't left feeling like it was all satisfactory and that it was all resolved. Not that it always necessarily has to be resolved, but I didn't get that sense of the story being over. I got the sense of act one being over personally. So if there's nothing to come then i would maybe say stay away just because that sense of possibility just fizzling into nothing is something i have enough of in my everyday life (laughs) this show sometimes embraces its absurdity and sometimes pulls its punches super hard and i don't really know why this is ambitiously mediocre as you said in the beginning mark i had a good time And that's about it. So I'm going to give this six and a half out of ten impassioned speeches by Sandra Oh at the end that made me raise the show a half a point. (laughs) Well said. Now, can you guys tell me uh, which of my pills I need to take right now? My hormones are getting fucking confusing. Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy J. Duplass, take all of them. Who gives a shit? Throw them on the floor and pick them up and see what happens. <laughs> it might give you a new career. <laughs> yeah. And we got podcaster tenure, so we can say that shit. <laughs> Suck my lady dick. <laughs>